Welcome to the Food Science Snob. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Food Science Snob. So, when this goes live, Christmas will be in two days. And seeing that this is like my first Christmas of like a real job, I was able to get some really great gifts to my friends and family, so I'm definitely looking forward to this holiday. Now, a tradition that my family usually does is leave out milk and cookies for Santa. And, you know, back in the day, it used to just be like you get the milk from the fridge and it was no big deal, Santa drink it or whatever. But now I'm hearing that Santa has a lot of different dietary changes, as most people do now, you know. Everyone is allergic to something these days. So, I thought I'd do an episode on which milk you should give your Santa this Christmas. Let's get snobby. Okay, so milk can be split into two main umbrella categories, and then from there, we're going to dive in real deep. So, stick with me here. Okay, so the two umbrellas are obviously animal-based and plant-based. So animal-based can be anything from, you know, like cow's milk and all the varieties of that, or goat's milk, or any other kind of animal milk that you would like to drink. If it's a plant-based milk, it's actually sourced from a grain, nut, or a vegetable. So it's called milk because usually this juice is too thick to be qualified as a juice, and also just the term Like, almond juice sounds really disturbing. Almond milk sounds ten times better. Anyways, okay, let's break it down into all the different types of milk. Are you ready? Let's start with animal-based. So, the cow. Oh, the cow. The cow has been a friend to humanity since, honestly, like, the dawn of time. Um, Not only did people use them for meat, which is high in protein and essential for surviving during, you know, like the Stone Age, but also they've been bred and become docile and very um, profitable and nutritious. And milk, I love milk. I love I love cow's milk. Honestly, to me, nothing tastes the same as cow's milk. Nothing ever will. I'm sorry. I don't really have that many dietary restrictions, so I enjoy a nice cup of milk every once in a while. But fortunately. For us, you know, modern science has come along, which means we don't drink raw milk straight from the udder anymore, which, whew, thank God. (laughs) Um, We treat it and flavor it and usually alter the nutritional value. So, to elaborate, the first type of milk that we will discuss is whole milk. Um, This is also known as regular milk in a lot of cases, and it consists of about 3.5% of fat content. The whole reason it's called whole milk is because it is comparatively purer than most other milks. So it has the the least taken out of it. So it's more whole, more close to raw milk straight from the udder. Whole milk is very, very thick, which is the main reason that I don't use it, except for like in baking cakes and stuff. Then it's amazing, but just like the mouthfeel of how thick it is on my tongue, something about it disturbs me as a kid growing up drinking 2%. So it's very thick, very creamy, and rich. And it goes great with like oatmeal and baking and 
you know, things of that nature. Or drinking if you like thick milk. I mean, I'm not gonna judge. Moving on to my personal favorite, 2% milk. So this milk is often referred to as reduced fat milk, which basically refers to the fact that the fat is is actually um, 2% of the total weight of the milk. And it's definitely not as thick as whole milk, obviously. It has like a mild flavor. It's not too strong, not too, it's just, you know, I mean, if you, you, you know, milk is just like a nice palate cleanser for a lot of things, especially 2% because it has that low fat content. So 2% milk usually has an excellent source of calcium, vitamin D, and other nutrients. But 2% milk goes through a very, very important fat removal process in which the excess fat is removed from the milk to make it not the same as whole milk, obviously. So usually people tend to use this milk in like teas and coffee because it has a very smooth texture and that rich milk-like taste without being overpowering. Moving on to low-fat milk, which yes, is different than reduced fat or 2% milk. So 2% milk has a 2% fat range. Low-fat milk has a 1% fat range. Due to this less fat range, this milk is good for people who are watching their weight. This milk has less saturated fat, which helps lower cholesterol levels, so that's the appeal for it. However, it is less in protein, so that is something to, you know, counterbalance with. It's also not very creamy and pretty watery and not desirable for like coffee, milk, tea, those kinds of things where a richer, creamier feel is preferred. This is because it goes under a process called centrifusion, which refers to the removal of the creamy fat layer that comes from like less processed milks. So this removal of the cream and fat globules results in a thinner milk, which is usually whiter and a more white, opaque shade than regular milk. So yeah, low-fat milk and reduced-fat milk, not the same. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> yes, we're still in the cow's milks. I know, we have a long way to go. Please stay with me. Now we've moved on to organic milk. And honestly, I just thought about skipping this one all together because you guys know how I feel about the word organic. But... So, organic milk comes from cows that aren't given hormones, and it's produced by dairy farmers, usually the same dairy farmers, and they only use organic pesticides and fertilizers. So, the differences between this milk and other milk is that the cows who are making certified organic milk only get, they get 30% of their diet from pasture. Secondly, these cows aren't giving any antibiotics. And lastly, they aren't fed any reproduction or growth hormones. The nutritional profile of this milk is literally the exact same as standard milk. And there's honestly no significant differences in them. So if you want to buy more expensive milk for no reason, that's on you. But I, I will not. <laughs> um, anyways, okay, skim the milk. Or also known as fat-free milk. It's quite a popular choice for those who are health conscious, again, as well. It contains zero fat, so it's way, way thinner than all the other types of milk I've mentioned before, and it goes through a process called skimming, which refers to the removal of the cream from the milk, and it makes it very watery, 
that usually people add like milk powder to this product to make it thicker and have the more milky taste because honestly at that point you're just drinking water no i'm just kidding but but not kidding at the same time anyways however this is an excellent choice for people who love milk but are trying to lose weight or opt out for a healthier diet okay on to raw milk which has become controversial but honestly i don't know why i don't i don't i don't know why you would would drink um raw milk at this time and age you know um <laughs> seeing as it can kill you and there's pasteurized milk that is just as good anyways okay let me tell you about raw milk so this is also known as unpasteurized milk or milk that hasn't been homogenized. This means it's not heated by dairy farmers or considered safe for drinking. Um, it comes from a variety of different animals. It can come from buffalo, sheep, camels, cows, goats, whoever you want to get your milk from. It doesn't matter. The important thing is that this raw milk is not pasteurized, which raises several health concerns. It can contain harmful germs, bacteria, and viruses that can adversely affect your health. Honestly, you should avoid this milk at all costs if you can't. People people tend to think it's better because it's natural and it has more amino acids and proteins. But is that really worth you dying from bacteria? I mean, pasteurization was created like in the 1800s for a reason. So that heating step of pasteurization is so, so important because it kills all of those raw bacteria that are found in the milk which makes it harmful so because it doesn't go through that pasteurization step raw milk is less expensive but honestly in general you won't be able to find it like even on the grocery store shelves shelves anymore so that's a good thing but if you are looking to purchase raw milk it's best to go to a supplier or warehouse that sells the milk and remember that it's going to be served chilled because at room temperature those bacteria will grow and horrendously like 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 bad <laughs> so like bring her like a cooler or something if you're gonna buy this okay so if any of those milks i mentioned above give you discomfort nausea diarrhea gas or bloating or 30 30 minutes to two hours after then don't listen to anything i just said above the second portion of the podcast is for you so people who are lactose intolerant don't make enough of the enzyme lactase, which is found in your di- digestive tract. This enzyme's job is to break down milk sugar, lactose, into two components, galactose and glucose, so that they can be absorbed because your body cannot absorb lactose. So when you don't have lactase and you can't digest the lactose, your digestive system reacts by causing indigestion, gas, bloating, and diarrhea. Okay, so regular milk contains the milk sugar lactose, while lactose-free milk obviously doesn't. So this is done because they take the lactose milk and add a a enzyme to it called lactase, uh, which breaks down the lactose. So it's to create a milk that you can drink without experiencing gastronomical symptoms. Okay, so with that being said, lactose-free milk tastes sweeter than regular milk because of this, because in your because when you drink regular milk your body is going to break down that lactose into the two sugars um, naturally but in this lactose free milk they put the enzyme in it to break down the the ends to break down the lactose ahead of time creating two sugars in the milk 
instead of one sugar, which creates the effect of having a sweeter taste on your tongue because you're breaking it down into two simple sugars instead of one complex sugar. And those two simple sugars are galactose and glucose, the same ones that your body would create naturally. So lactose free milk also has a different shelf life than regular milk. It lasts longer. But besides those two main differences, lactose free milk has a similar nutrient profile to regular cow's milk. So it has the same vitamins, minerals, calcium, and protein. Okay, so now that we've kind of broken down what lactose free milk is, let's dive into all the different kinds of lactose free milk that exist. So you may have heard of A2 milk or A1 milk. Um, this is based off the beta carotene format found in the milk. So A1 beta casein milk is bred from cows that originated in Northern Europe. And, th and these, these are the breeds known as Holstens, Frearsons, Ashier, and British Shorthorns. A2 beta casein milk is milk that is high in A2 beta casein and is found in cows originated from the Channel Islands in Southern France. Some studies suggest that A beta casein may be more harmful than A2 beta casein milk. Thus, there is some public and both scientific debate over these two types of milk. Um, however, all these studies are very observational. Nothing has been proven to be for sure yet. Um, a few studies suggest that this A beta casein milk may be linked to diabetes, heart disease, autism, and other serious health effects. But honestly, there is not enough research that has been done yet. So, the amount of lactose in both of these milks is the same unless you're drinking a lactose-free version. But people have noted that A2 milk can cause you to feel more bloated than A1 milk. Uh, also, some studies have shown that people who believe they are lactose intolerant may just actually be allergic to this A2 beta casein. May may relieve all of your digestive discomfort. So, if you don't have severe symptoms, maybe this milk is worth your try. However, as I said, there's still a ton of research going on and it's still like in the very early on experimental phases of its life. But it is worth giving a try if you do struggle to digest regular milk. So there we talked about two dairy versions of lactose-free milk, the A2 milk and lactose-free milk. Now we will move on to the non-dairy lactose-free milks. And this is the last category I promise. So lactose-free milk can come from soybeans, rice, almonds, and any other food, and a lot of other food products that produce fluids that can be called milk. So these plant-based milks are typically from vegetables, grains, or legumes. You know, the typical ones are almonds, soy, oat, flax, coconut, and rice. These, however, don't have the same nutritional benefits of cow's milks, such as the high calcium content. And in some cases, um, they have to add vitamin D to the milk to produce a beverage that is similar in nutrition. So the first one we will talk about is soy milk. Um, this one is the most common for sure, and it's made from soybeans. Interestingly, soy milk is, and its natural form is a natural byproduct of the manufacturing of tofu. So it kind of was like a happy accident that soy milk came about. So it, it has a lot of the creaminess that regular milk has and also has the high protein content. So soy is a great choice for a replacement of regular milk. 
and tend it does have tend to have a more nutty flavor, but people tend to like that, especially like in coffees and lattes and tea, where you know you want that extra little umph of flavor. Um, soy milk also tends to usually be the cheapest of the plant-based options, so that is another perk for it. Um, it's also the easiest to find in grocery stores since it's been on the market the longest. It's the longest running um, lactose-free milk substitute out there, so very reliable. However, it doesn't really respond well to heat and can oftentimes curdle, which is why it's not a good option for um, like baking or in hot coffee drinks. Okay, moving on to oat milk. Oat milk has grown in popularity recently, even like at Starbucks, the big rave for lattes especially because of its super, super creamy texture. It's also closer to cow's milk in terms of calorie content, 120 calories per cup, 16 carbs, 5 grams of fat, you know. So it's a very hearty drink, and it's good before a workout because of all those carbohydrates. Oat milk usually has to be fortified, however. Usually they add vitamin A, D, and B, as well as calcium to get those benefits that you get from milk. So, because the oat milk is made by soaking and straining the oats, all those natural nutrients are shipped away from it in the process of making the oat milk. But just because it's fortified doesn't mean it's bad for you. It just, it's just something to think about that it's an extra step of processing to get it to, to its final form. Um, because of that, it's often, it's often kind of pricey, and it can be harder to find at, you know, more budget grocery stores. But it is a great option for plant-based um, milk for baking because it also is like creamy and sweet in flavor and thick. Okay, now probably the most popular after soy milk is obviously almond milk. Um, it has a planet sweet taste and you can easily make it at home, you know, just getting some cheesecloth, some almonds and soaking those bad boys until they all the milk runs off of them. Um, it's great if you're looking for like a traditional milk flavor and texture with fewer calories. However, this also has to be fortified because you're shipping away those nutrients from it when you're making the milk. Almond milk is high in monosaturated fat, which is good for weight loss. And it's available at a wide range of price range points. So we can even buy, you can even buy it in like shelf-stable boxes these days. So, really, really cool. There's also cashew milk, which is good for baking and cooking. I won't go into it because, I mean, it's basically the same as almond milk. just has a more strong, nutty taste to it. Um, there's rice milk, which is lactose-free, has no nut content, so it's safe for those with nut allergies. And, and honestly, it's honestly, like, the um, safest for just sensitive digestive systems. Okay, moving on to coconut milk. Coconut milk is delicious and creamy and sweet. <laughs> very, very sweet. It's ideal for cooking because of this. Just don't drink the canned coconut milk that's specifically designed for baking, you know, because that that is extremely sweet. Um, okay, moving on to flax milk. It's another, This one is rising. It's a pretty trendy right now. It's it's sweet, not as creamy, and it's a good option for those with soy allergies. 
Um, you know, there's also pea milk. It's made from yellow split peas, and it usually has to be fortified with calcium and potassium. The peas that they use to make this milk um, use less water to produce, so, you know, this, this milk is good for you if you're looking for some environmental benefits from your milk drinking. It also has a very similar protein content and fat content as regular whole milk, but it doesn't have any carbohydrates. So and this one is this one is great because it's high protein, so it's great like post workout. You know, it could be really good like in a smoothie with some fruits to add some carbs to it. So as you can see, there are many, many, many different types of milk. We literally rambled on about them for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> it can be very difficult to choose which one is best for you. But all you need to know is overall milk is a healthy, nutritious drink that contains calcium and is good for your bone health. So there's also a lot of variety. So if you're allergic to, so if you're lactose intolerant, then avoid cow's milk unless you're trying lactose free milk. If you're looking for a low-fat diet, maybe switch to low-fat or skim milk. You know, there's a lot of options so you can figure out which one makes the most sense for you and your diet. So, for me personally, I don't think there's like a super good solid replacement for milk, whether it be, you know, losing nutrients or sweeter taste. I am fortunate enough to where I don't have to worry about some of those common concerns. So I can choose to partake in any milk of my choosing, and my choosing is 2% milk, and I know the Santa at my house is also going to want to choose 2% milk. Consider this myth slid. So that's what I will be serving my Santa with his cookies this year. What will you be serving yours? Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!